Hey, you got Frank from Sniper's Hide here, and I'm going to bring you two interviews, one with Chris and Zach from SHOT Show Floor. They're part of Team Recon Sniper Foundation. They're their PRS uh, precision rifle competition shooters, and they're going to talk about the team that they have for the Recon Sniper Foundation, you know, their mission, what they're doing, how you can support them. And then they're also bringing in junior shooters. So I talked to Ben and Tristan, and Ben is part of Junior Shooter Magazine. They've been to the Sniper's Hide matches several times over the last few years. We'll talk about that. And then Tristan is a former Marine Scout sniper, Travis. His son is now part of the team Shooters. So uh, I'm bringing, you know, I'm bringing these two interviews from SHOT Show. One was done on the floor. One's done from the Leatherneck Club. And, you know, we want to go in this positive direction and talk about these elements of precision rifle shooting that don't get as much attention as well as because these guys are all former or currently active military shooters it's a good way for if you're an le or military guy listening to the everyday sniper podcast they talk about the benefits getting into it and and maybe it's just enough to say hey you know i got a couple guys locally departments things like that we want to put together a team we want to do this and travel around and, and shoot matches when we can. Or maybe even it's just shooting local matches as part of a team that's, you know, Team LE, Team Mill, you know, something like that. You guys come up with whatever you want to call it. But I, I, I really think that, you know, there's some good nuggets within these two interviews and we've put them together. But I want to thank um, the Recon Sniper Foundation for all they do to support the community. Uh, their team shooters uh, for just the, the the ambassadors they are to the precision rifle shooting sport. And then the upcoming shooters, Tristan and Ben. Uh, that, that's what it's all about, bringing new shooters into the fold and, and seeing how they're representing the sport from a junior level. So uh, without me, uh, you know, jawjacking anymore, here you go. Here's the two interviews from SHOT Show with uh, Team Recon Sniper Foundation. Thanks. Hey, you got Frank from Sniper's Hide here, and we got a special podcast from SHOT Show. I'm with Chris and Zach of Team Recon Sniper Foundation, part of the Recon Sniper Foundation. Uh, we just had the party Wednesday night. What a hell of a blowout. Good time. Uh, guys, introduce yourselves. Tell everybody what's going on. I'm Chris Juliet. Uh, I'm on the board of directors for the Recon Sniper Foundation. Uh, my name is Zach Purvis. I'm the captain of the Precision Rifle Team. Yep. And tell us about Wednesday night, man. Give a little, get a quick rundown. We were just talking about it, like the spread of people that were there. Well, yeah, it was great. It's a, quite an eclectic mix of individuals. You know, you got snipers and recon guys from every generation. There were Debt One guys, founders of Debt One, um, force guys from, from the 80s. Uh, I think there were some Vietnam uh, recon marines there, snipers from Vietnam, um, and then you go all the way to current celebrities. Uh, yep. We had Bert Soren, Brandon Louie, um, they, they come to help us out, Rudy Reyes. Uh, I mean, it was, it's just quite an eclectic mix of, of individuals yeah. that get together at the Leatherneck Club in Las Vegas. Yeah, Leatherneck Club. It's like a little dirt biker bar off in the corner with a little Marine Corps History Museum in the front hall. And it's just a hell of a good time blow up. Marines all getting crazy and stuff, and it was fun. Uh, that's my voice is probably gone from that party. Uh, that's the last time I drank hard because I don't remember coming in the next morning. Uh, <laughs> it's like the anti-shop party. It's a Marine Corps-themed dive bar, and you jeans and a T-shirt and some beer and good times. So we yeah. also had Dakota Meyer in. Yeah, Kyle Dakota Parker was there. So so Dakota was there. And, uh, two yeah, medal on recipients at one place. At yeah, pretty damn good. at the same time. At the same time. Yeah, all yep. just having drinks and slapping each other on the back, and it didn't matter who you were, man. Yep. 
So um, we want to bring some attention to the Recon Sniper Foundation. Uh, they do a lot of really good stuff. Part of the podcast I'm going to mix in with the junior shooters. We had Tristan Woodbury and Ben Moody, and I recorded them actually at the Leatherneck Club. That's going to get mixed in with this so everybody knows to hang on to listen to those guys. But um, we just wanted to uh, let Chris and Zach give you a little bit of history about the Recon Sniper Foundation, where it came from. Actually came out of precision shooting, right? You guys were at the Allegheny Sniper Challenge when the idea came up, right? Is that the ASC you're talking about? Yeah, with the for the Team Recon Sniper Foundation. Yeah, the team. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah the foundation itself was born kind of out of necessity mm-hmm. with uh, you know a Facebook social media group of Recon Marines, Scout Snipers, and Special Amphibious Reconnaissance Corpsmen. Um, there were guys that needed financial help, and we would kind of pull our money together and, and help each other out. And the idea kind of came about, well, hey, why don't, we, why don't we make this legit, make it a 501c3, and, and then we can help people. And it kind of developed to include any veteran in their family or any active duty service member in their family. Um, you know, that being recon marines and scout snipers, we possess a certain level of leadership and uh, professionalism. And the bottom line is on the battlefield, the 0311 is the main effort. Uh, we all exist to increase the survivability and lethality of the 0311. So we figured, why not take that mission set, cross over to the veteran world, and, and be there to support everybody that needs help. Um, so the foundation just kind of came about. Uh, 100% volunteer, nobody gets paid. We, we hover right around 90 cents to the dollar that, that gets uh, sent back to aid veterans and their families and active duty service members. Nice. Um, so it's... It's a lot of work, but it's absolutely worth it. Yeah, and you, we, I always put on Sniper Side, if you go in there when their raffles come up, either my Facebook page, Sniper Side, we always talk about the raffles. A lot of times we give away N40s of varying degrees. Um, I know the, or the Scout Sniper Association has their raffle going on right now. I just saw Jesse Fletcher, and they're doing an M40A3, uh, all done up with Badger, tricked out, your nerdle on it, the whole thing. And that just helps money with, with the organizations and stuff. And so if you do see something in my feed or on Sniper's Hide that's supporting these guys, make sure you throw a few pennies in, man. Yeah, it'd be great. We got a, we got a lot of good connections here at SHOT Show. We have some pretty exciting raffle prizes uh, that we'll be unveiling throughout the year. It's, it's pretty it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, so go ahead back to the history, man. Tell us where, you know, you guys were just sitting around and, and just gotten shooting. and get. Were you in? Were you out when you, when you went up there and shot those matches? Uh, I've been out since 2005. So uh, basically on some of the closed groups, we basically just posted up, hey, uh, in certain areas, hey, let's link up and shoot. So we basically linked up at my house. Uh, Ten people, eleven people I never met in my life. Um, Showing up at my house, my dog gets ran over. <laughs> oh man! Uh, had to uh, take her to the vet, and then uh, basically they all shot. Um, a couple of buddies had been there before. They set all, set the ranges up, and uh, we just kind of shot and got the bullshitting. And then uh, a lot of guys wanted to shoot the matches, but were hesitant. Yeah. So um, we basically, hey, we're going to go shoot Rainer's match in Blue Rock, Ohio, and I think we had six or seven guys that was their first time at a match. Um, and we shot Rainers, um, and then so I post up on Hogs Den or other other closed forums. Hey, these matches I'm going to be at. If you want to go, let me know. I had a couple extra rifles. Hey, you you get ammo, shoot my rifles, shoot my optics. Just come and have a good time. And I had people driving 14 hours, never met in my life, show up in my driveway at one o'clock in the morning. Here's your bed. We'll wake up tomorrow. We'll zero some rifles, Marines, hang man. out, and uh, you know we'll go shoot. So. That was kind of the precursor to it. And then when uh, me, Chris, and Sonny Morgan went and shot Allegheny Sniper Challenge, um, Chris and Sonny were both 
uh, board members on RSF. So we got to talking about, let's actually do this for RSF um, as far as rolling that into the foundation. And um, so we got together, Walt Hasser helped a lot, Jordan Gerber, Badger Ordnance was huge. Bat Marty's um, big time yeah. in it, yeah. I mean, they helped us out, and getting us some of the things that we needed. Um, Chris, Chris and Sonny were huge with uh, coordinating everything with the uh, foundation. Um, and then Mike Keeble with uh, USPSA and IDPA, he had to fly home already. Um, but without those guys, there wouldn't be a Team RSF. And, and, and that's the thing, and that's where we're bringing out to the Everyday Sniper podcast here, is because these guys are rolling into the precision rifle competition shooting, whether it's a Nomad match, NRL, PRS, it doesn't matter, man. They just want to go out and shoot and have fun and, and, and support the, the, the guys in the community and support the effort. And, and I think that's fantastic that, you know, everybody's staying behind the trigger. A lot of times that helps guys clear their heads, you know. It's Absolutely. like, you know, with all the drama that I've been going through uh, in the past, I'm going to go probably shoot a match in a, in a week or two. Just, you know, go shoot and fucking not worry about nothing anymore, you know. Yeah, and it's, it's, um, it's twofold, too. So we can get guys that have been out and want to get back behind a gun, get them, get them shooting again, um, give them a little, little drive, a little focus, you know, it's, you kind of lose that feeling of being part of the, the you know, the, the headhunters. Yeah, uh, you yeah. Know, being, being a hunter of, of human beings. Mm -hmm. And you get guys back behind a precision rifle, and yeah, it's competition, and we, we all want to win, but it's just feeling validated and feeling like you, you haven't lost that purpose of being a sniper. Right. Um, and being with like-minded individuals and brothers, and it's the same thing with uh, the USPSA team, you know. We just want to get guys out around each other, around civilians who have a similar mindset so right. that they can get out of that little bubble of, no, nobody understands me, nobody thinks the way I do. It's like, hey, man, there's a whole community of precision rifle shooters and USPSA shooters out there that may, they may not have served, but they've got a very similar mindset. And you can, you can actually have yeah, good, good relationships yeah. with yeah. people that may not share all your same experiences. I mean, stuff changes all the time. We're, we're very fundamentalist and, you know, simplistic and things like that. I mean, we have a lot of jobs to do, especially when you're on the recon side of things. You know, the, the whole point is not to shoot at stuff back in our day. When I went through and all that stuff, it was to be sneak and peek, you know? Right. And, 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 and so then it, it, you get to say, Hey man, try doing this. You know, things change from the 80s, the 90s, the early 2000s. Now we're doing it a little bit different. And you get exposed to that. And, and you know, guys will say, wow, I'm shooting better than I did back then. Because, well, number one, our equipment's better when you get on this side of things. Right. <laughs> well, right? yeah. And that's the other thing that, that we, uh, we, we are benefiting from is we're starting to get some of the active duty guys and, and guys that are still in the reserves to be exposed. Because I'm still in the reserves. I run mm -hmm. the uh, sniper section down at 4th Recon Battalion. Okay. And so... When I go to classes or when I go put on a course for, for the division, it's like, hey, guys, you should probably try shooting uh, in the civilian competitions. It's very humbling. Mm -hmm. uh, you, know, you, you know, I got it. You graduated Scout Sniper Basic course. But that 40-year-old plumber, he will teach you a thing or two. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and it's a lot of that, like Phil Vallejo is a good example. Yeah. Like, hey, that, a lot of that competition stuff it applies to efficiently, you know, employ a, a sniper system in combat. So totally. there's a lot of things you can learn from the civilian side. So it's helping improve uh, the lethality of, of the actual operational snipers. I mean, it, it goes back to the day. Hathcock winning the Wimbledon Cup, then going in and land knowing about him from the team side of things and saying, hey, this guy's a shooter and let's build a program around him. Right. You know, and let's, let's highlight his exploits 
and 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 that'll help build a Marine Corps program that came out of square range high power shooting. Yep. You know, so now we don't have as much square range high power shooting. We have PRS NRL tactical type matches, which is even more applicable to the field stuff that you're doing in the real world, you know, in, out, in, in combat and stuff. So now it's even just that much better. Especially the technology and the application of the technology in a measurable format. So, yeah. you know, you got a lot of developments in precision rifle mm -hmm. um, and the parameters and the restrictions of Marine Corps training may not allow a guy to expand and learn how to use those things. So, you know, you grab a Tremor 3 and put it on your rifle, you go shoot a match. Well, hey, now you're shooting a Tremor 3 for mm -hmm. real in combat. That's the same reticle you've been looking th through at a PRS match, your local match or whatever. So you understand your equipment more. You understand the capabilities and limitations. It, it, it's a win. Right. It's an absolute win. Right. And you get to hell of, have a hell of a, a lot of fun yeah. at the same yeah, time. Yeah, definitely. No stress. Let's just sit back, have a good time. Who cares what the end result is? Yep. Move on to the next one, you know, and that's the kind of cool thing about it. But, um, yeah, one of the other things I wanted to bring up, too, we were going back with some of the history and stuff. We were talking about the hogs and the pigs and the different things. And you guys, your shirts, your shirts are really well known. And, and you guys sell them up on the site and everything? Yep, we have uh, the, the Recon Sniper Foundation hoodies and T-shirts. Um, we're about to really delve into some new products. Um, we've got the Varsity Recondo shirt. It's a grease gun. Yeah, really we're, cool. We're about to release another Varsity Recondo shirt from the next generation after that with an MP5. Mm -hmm. um, and then we'll do one more. And then we're going we're gonna to dive into some of the, the traditional sniper stuff. Yeah, the and, history, uh, and, and I was laughing because I was like, you know, Hog didn't start until after I got out, and, you know, they used to give us like a little, little bullet on a keychain thing, but when I graduated sniper school, I got a life-size ceramic skull that some guy's wife made, and it was painted gray, and, you know, it had a lamp, and it was like a nightlight, and then they put the bullet in the forehead because we were headhunters then, I, you know what I mean, and, and Hog came later. But for us, it was all German. It was Kaffeeager, you know. Right. But then when you want to tell it when, you know, so you're politically correct, right. it's Headhunter, which is still not politically correct. Right. But, you know, it's just funny how all these different generations go from the Headhunter to the Hog, and, and, and it just kind of changes. And who, who the heck knows what our grandfathers called themselves? That's something we want to look up and delve into history. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, see, what, and see what they were they were all about and if you want to support the association the shirts are badass man i got a half a dozen of them at the house i'm sure and we might pick them up every time we go to the parties and stuff but and well that's the other good thing about like the party and, and even prs or, or uh when you have the local matches is it, it doesn't matter what generation recon marine sniper you know infantry whatever you did getting guys together it, it helps us preserve our history and our heritage so yep. like we were talking you know about the hog's tooth when it came about same thing with the paddle tradition and recon, you know, that, that re, that's a, everybody thinks that's been around forever. The, the earliest recorded paddles were made in like the early to mid 70s and they were recon guys that just painted a paddle. Yeah. You know, so I think it's important to make sure that we capture our history and the best way to do that is to get together and have a couple, couple drinks and shoot some matches and, and, yeah, and hang out. And exchange stories and go right. back and forth and, you know, it's, 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 it's it's cool as hell that that it's that brotherhood and being able to expose people who see us from afar right. and don't really understand what they're looking at and to kind of you know almost in a way nowadays you got to diffuse a couple things and it's like no man it wasn't about that it's right. all cool this is just we we we're, we're we're acknowledging history and heritage and stuff Marine Corps tradition 
I mean, still, to back to Tun's Tavern, they still have the parties on the birthday, and you see everybody yep. doing their pilgrimage back there, yeah. you know, pictures of their beer in front of the tavern and stuff and, and all that stuff. So we're steep in history, and we just want to create and or continue that tradition through this small niche of the Marine Corps family. Yeah, and we're, we're people ask us all the time, you know, how do I join the foundation? You, you're already part of the foundation, you know. It's yeah. we are we are all an inclusive group. Like it, it doesn't it doesn't matter if you want, if you weren't even in the military and you want to support us, come on out, come hang out. We're you know we're we're more than happy to have you. If you were if you weren't a sniper or you weren't a recon marine, that's that's okay too. You know, come come hang out with yeah, us. Yeah, um, you learn. Yeah. You, you'll you'll be around some good some good people. You have, and you have it, a good time. And that's with the team guys now. Now they're moving forward. They're expanding. They, they want to get that support for the teams. Like I said, they're growing it to the junior league side of things, so they're bringing up-and-coming kids into that, uh, that, that uh, RSF team and, or Team RSF, uh, part of the shooting team. So there's always support needed because the gear is so intensive. You know, you need kestrels, you need rifles, you need scopes, you need tripods, you need all this stuff. And if you're going to outfit the, the, all the guys who want to be part of this team, it costs money. Right, right. so the, the pistol side, the USPSA side, it's a little bit easier, you know, you, get, you can start out production and, and you can do it for easily under $1,000. It's pretty hard to be competitive, even starting out yeah. in, in precision rifle, on, under a grand. Um, you know, so the, the goal as we grow and continue, uh, you know, to, to develop the team is to start getting guys that like Zach did, like Zach has, Zach was kind enough to let people shoot his own personal rifles, right. you know, so um, we can't, can't really do that sustainably. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what we're kind of looking into. Is, Not what I'm paying for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is, uh, is, is getting, getting the ability to, to get guys some quality gear, you know, so they can, they can get into the sport. Well, I mean, that's, what, that's why we all came to shop. We finally, I mean, was, Chris has always been out here, RSF has always been out here, but this is the first time. Team RSF has been on here. Yep. Uh, Mike Keeble came out. I came out, and basically we're just talking to vendors. I mean, we're not looking for hand hand hands. right. I right. Mean, we're not. I have all my own stuff. I paid retail for my stuff, or I bought it off the sniper side in the used section. That's usually that's where ninety percent of my stuff came from. Um, but we're trying to get guys, especially active duty guys. I mean, you're active duty to spend four grand on a rifle, right. and optic, and all that stuff, and components. I mean, we. We tried to run the gamut and handing out cards and talking to people. And like I said, we're not looking for handouts. We're not looking to, you know. Well, even like when I shot Gunworks with Phil's place up there with his, his match, you know, we had Bo come over from the West Coast. He has right. his 18-inch, you know, work gun. 18-inch yep. 308, and he's shooting competition alongside the guys with their 26-pound, 6 millimeters and right. stuff. It would be nice if there was this outlet to say, hey, dude, leave your work gun back at home right. and, and get a little competitive. Here's something that you could step up to. But the, the guy's, you know, he's doing it. Right. And and you want to, and not every not everybody can take their work gun to a competition. I think, I don't think that was his work gun. I think he had that, that one made. Built. Was it? Yeah, he had it built to well, mimic to, his to work, work gun. Mimic yeah, his work the, gun. That's the other problem. The Marine Corps, it's like yeah, you know, SF no guys. ammo. Yeah. I SF. mean, not to spill old school secrets, but I just heard this weekend that I'm here that. Someone higher up called the Marine Corps shooting team an expensive luxury. Yeah, that, I, that I, explains it. Yeah, they told they. I was, the guys are here, and and I talked to them. Um, and and they said we were told, you know, this month that the Marine Corps is looking at us as an expensive luxury. So that's why these guys are here to support now, because that's the mindset, that's the mentality. The bean counters there, and let's face it, you, you if you're over on, in, in the Second Marines over there. 
you're not going to go to the armory and say, hey, give me my rifle, I'm going to shoot ASC. Right. They're going to look and laugh and, at you. And yep. that's, the, you know, that's, that's a fundamental issue with the Marine Corps. You know, we're, we're, we're not special operations in the recon, in the sniper community, yeah. but we're, we're special individuals expected to do a special job. Yeah. You know, uh, but, so we have to kind of figure it out on our own and, and work around the obstacles that, that are in front of us. Um, and that's kind of what we like to what like to do, facilitate mm-hmm. the ability to wa- work around those obstacles and, and get guys the good training right. so that they can be more lethal. I was there in the beginning at that when I was the first special operation capable unit when they did that. I was a mild in the Mew and the whole thing. And it was this whole thing that they were standing up, the special the SOCOMs and all that. And the Marine Corps said, no, said, we're all Marines. We're all the same. We're not special. And then what they did is they created to kind of what a, you know, to say, okay, to a certain extent, we're special operations capable, you know, and, and that was a big thing to say, you're not more special than the 0311, yeah, you're 0321, oh, you're not any better than an 0311, oh, you're an 8541, yeah, every Marine's a rifleman, you know, oh, you just happen to have a fancier scope, you, you know, but now that's kind of changing a bit with the debts and the Marsocks and all that, just out of necessity and money and all that, but the Marine Corps still... Is the Department of the Navy. They got no friggin' cash, man. Yep. I mean, for training, just getting ammo is tough. Yep. Supplying these guys with a little bit of ammo to go shoot competitions would go a long, long way. Yeah, that's and that's the ammo is probably one of the biggest obstacles that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, Prime has been great. Yeah, They've been yeah. great to us. Um, I think you hooked us up with with those guys Jim, over there, yeah, with Jim, yeah, Jim, and all. You know, and it's it's great. It's a great um, avenue for guys to to be able. Hey, man, like. I got to train, but I don't, hey man, here's, here's a discount for, yeah, there's a code, for prime man. ammunition. Yeah. You know? so. I mean, that's the thing is my resources. If, if, if you, you know, when you get in front of me, it's like, Hey, yeah, I'll call that guy for you. Hook it up. Even though uh, we did that last year with Diane here with the Schmidt and Bender, yep. you know, Oh, we need a friggin' for the raffle rifle. And it's like, hang on, I'll make a phone call. I'll pull in one of my favors. And the next thing you know, the raffle rifle has a Schmidt and Bender on it. Yeah. Who won that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and that's, you know, that puts money in our account that yep. goes and helps guys that, that need help, you yeah. know, and that's, and that's really the bottom line. The, the mission is our focus, and the mission of the Recon Sniper Foundation is to, to provide guys help. Yeah, give them whether back. It's, whether it's, hey, you know, I can't pay my bills this month, or, hey, I'm having a rough go of it. I need to be around some, some guys. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing about, um, you know, the, the, the shooting team is it's, it's one thing to have events, and I don't want, you know, I don't want anybody to think that I'm not saying that events aren't good, but you know, once a year, twice a year, that's a that's a big peak when you see your brothers. Yeah. And then when you leave and you don't see them for months and months or weeks, that's a that's a pretty deep valley that some guys fall into. Totally. The good thing about the shooting team is, hey man, I'll I'll see you next match. Exactly. You know, I'll see you if you're shooting USPSA. I'll see you next Sunday. You know, we'll squad up together. You know, that's that's a repeated exposure with with like-minded individuals, and it's sustainable and it's continuous instead of. Yeah, we'll get together once a year, and then I won't see anybody, and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll kind of get depressed. So, and, and that's the thing, man. If you are, you know, people always ask, well, well you know, there's there's all kinds of psychological shit being said about the Marine Corps right now, but this is it because we support each other. It's a brotherhood, and, and like we were talking earlier, once you graduate that school, man, you're in the circle, right. and, and and that circle just doesn't break. Right. It right. lasts a long, long time, and so they want to make sure it's tight and all that, and 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 we're just bringing attention because. Not a lot of people out there listening to podcasts know about this stuff going on in the background, and, and so we're, we just want you to know 
that this stuff is out there and these are you know marines help marines but it's also individuals businesses and you know companies who when they do find out are helping and and we want to acknowledge and say thank you to them and thank you to everybody who's stepped up and who's donated or supported or did anything for the foundations and for all the marines out there and and this is just kind of a way of saying thanks yeah Yeah, and it's you know we say it all the time i know john brown uh, our president we, we say it all the time you don't have to have served to be a great American. Yeah. You know, that's that's not a prerequisite. There's a lot of great Americans out there that just, for whatever reason, never joined the military. It doesn't make you, you know, less of a person. There's a lot of great Americans that never served in the military that have helped us along the way with, exactly. with the foundation um, and with, with the team. You know, yeah. it's, it's, not a, it's not a prerequisite to be a good American that you, you know, join the military. Right. Um, and then the other thing, too, I, I kind of want to hit on is, you know, we have this PTSD kind of, you know, cloud looming over us. We don't really like to think of PTSD as not to get, you know, all no. touchy-feely, but PTSD is it, it should be it's it's more of an injury. It's it's yeah. not a disorder, you know. If you break your leg, it you know, it, it's an injury. Right. It's going to heal and you might not be the same, but it's going to heal. Yeah. But you have to treat it. You know, you have to identify that you have an injury. You have to do the therapy. You have to fix it and then move on. Yeah. Um, and it's the same thing. Break your brain. You got to work yeah. on it, man. You, you just got to address the injury, mm-hmm. deal with it, do whatever therapy you need to get back to an acceptable, you know, functional level and move on. You know, it doesn't mean you're broken. It just means you have an injury. Right. You know, right. and again, getting with guys and shooting a match and dry fire and training. It, it, and it, it, it's trigger therapy. It Isn't is absolutely trigger therapy. They're trigger therapy, man. And so, hey, we're getting loud out here. Everybody's having a good old time. We're going to let these guys go unless they got something else to touch nope. on. I think we covered all. Um, I just want to give, uh, yeah, yeah, we got uh, War, War Horse Development. Um, Chaz, man. Yeah. I talk about Chaz. Chaz is listening. Right. Say, so, what's up, Chaz? And his wife's there. Hello. So How he's, you doing? He's partnering, he's partnering with us for a match in Valier, Montana. Um, it's the, the Blood Blood Stripe Sniper Challenge. It's a Rifleman's Team Challenge. It's May 10th through the 12th. And he is donating proceeds from that match to Recon Sniper Foundation. The other thing I do want to say before we take off is the biggest thing I run into with guys is they want to shoot the matches, but going to that first match, everybody's nervous. We got guys nationwide. If you want to shoot a match, the best way to learn about it, don't overthink it. Don't go crazy on gear. Go shoot a match. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you have any questions, you can email us. We know most of the match directors from the East Coast to the West Coast. Um, we'll, we'll try and link you up with somebody that knows what's going on, someone that can, As you know, say, even if you're not you part can, of Team RSF, right. you could still shoot in the same squad as them and then right. be yep. right there, yeah. you know? And then, hey, maybe you're going to go, and next thing you know, maybe you are part of it. Right. And it's not, that's the only thing it's about. And it's, it's the other thing that's different about us is, if you see our jerseys, our jerseys are two things. Uh, Recon Sniper Foundation and who we shoot in memory of. We're not a billboard for people who support us. Mm-hmm. Our, our mission is the members and carrying on the legacy of who we shoot in memory of. So we keep their name alive. Every single person that shoots for us has that on the back of their jersey. We don't have banners for suppliers and stuff like that. We have one mission, one goal, and that's to yeah, help people. Each shooter it. shoots for a, a fallen recon ranger scout sniper, and you get his, his name and information on your jersey, and, and then you, you can carry on his legacy and make him immortal by there you go. telling your shoulder story. man hey yep. buddy check this out yep there you go yep. don't hesitate matches I mean, yeah, that's the biggest thing if you have anybody has any questions uh, uh recon sniper foundation.org uh you can find us on social media at team rsf at recon sniper foundation 
always on it, unfortunately. Um, you know, it's, social media is, a, is an interesting beast. But, uh, you know, send us a DM, send us a message, shoot us an email, whatever you need. If you have any questions about the foundation, um, you know, hit us up. Don't don't hesitate. We'll, we'll get in touch with you. Perfect, man. Guys, thanks for coming on. We've been, we've been playing this tag all shot show. Yeah, it's been yeah. so crazy, and I'm glad I got you guys in here. And then stay tuned. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sign off, but not sign off because I'm going to have uh, Tristan and uh, Ben coming in right after this. Uh, I got that little, it's only a couple of minutes talking to the juniors. And, and, you know, if you got a young kid who wants to be a junior shooter, They'll, they'll tell you that they're a little shy, but they'll tell you what's going on and, and, and what their path has been in training and different things that they're doing. So stand by and listen for that. Hey, you got Frank from the Everyday Sniper, and I'm here with Ben and Tristan, and we're at the Leatherneck Club off uh, at SHOT Show Vegas, and we got the Recon Sniper Foundation party, and we're going to talk. These guys are both junior shooters. Ben's been to several Sniper's Hide Cups. Uh, I you think he placed actually pretty well in a few of them, top two, top three at least. And Tristan's a new shooter, and he shoots for the Recon Sniper Foundation. He's one of their junior shooters on the team. Uh, their team guys are actually running this event, so we can't get them on right now. They're working the door, but we're going to talk to them later and blend this in. But I want Ben and then Tristan to introduce themselves. Guys, say hi to everybody. Hi, I'm Ben Moo at Junior Shooters Magazine. Hi, I'm Tristan Woodbury with the uh, Scout. Sniper Foundation. Yep. And um, what we want to really basically talk about is for other guys out there, parents that are listening, maybe there's some kids on the podcast and stuff that are listening, uh, we'll start off with Ben, but talk about your path to shooting precision rifle competition. Uh, Ben's a sponsored shooter. He does a great job. He's been a, a, a top two shooter, I think, every time that we've done this stuff. Top two, top three, at least a minimum, I'm pretty sure. And Tristan's a new shooter, and he's going to shoot this up this year. And, and we'll talk about how they got involved in precision rifle shooters. So Ben, let everybody know, you know, basically your path, what, what you did yeah. to, to come up to be a precision rifle competition shooter. Yeah, so um, I wanted to get into shooting a long time ago and we just started uh, for competitive, started calling the gun ranges to see uh, what was available. And that's how I got connected with Junior Shooters Magazine. And uh, a few years ago we were shooting three gun and uh, the opportunity came up to shoot the hide match and we had some rifles come in. and. Uh, from Ashbury and it was just a great way to get into it. Uh, we had a lot of great help from uh, our instructors who already knew how to do all, all the long range stuff through the program and just uh, the biggest thing though was getting connected to the gun ranges. Yep and, and you guys had the Ashbury guns there's a lot of press on that and just so everybody knows Junior Shooter Magazine's outstanding. The, 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 the kids actually write the articles in the magazine. I get it in the mail every month and I check it if it's every other month or every month whatever it is but I mean it's outstanding stuff. It's kids talking to kids and, and going out there and it's, and it's a great resource and just for a little background Tristan's dad was a marine sniper um, and he's part of the Re uh, Scout Sniper Association and stuff like that and it, it's it's a really great little uh, you guys are out of Idaho right yep, yep. Uh, and, and that's where they have they have a great support network and they're able like you said to get the training get the support uh, Ashbury, who I just talked with Morris, we're ready to uh, go with the Sniper's High Training Rifle for them. Uh, that's all ready to launch now. As soon as I get five minutes to relax, I'm going to post all that stuff. But then, Tristan, like, tell us what you're shooting, how you're doing, and I'm sure your dad's helping you a ton. But, yeah. uh, you know, give us a little spec on your rifles and things like that that you're using. Uh, I do not have a set rifle yet. Um, I've been using my dad's rifle, okay. which is... Little hand me down, everything's good. Yeah. 
And how'd you start off? Air rifles, 22s, which way did you go with all that? Uh, I started out shooting, it was, I shot the heck out of a 22 Ruger. Nice. So, and then it slowly moved up from 22 to the 6.5. 6.5, you're doing 6.5 Creed? Yeah. Excellent, excellent. And Ben, what do you talk about what you're shooting right now? Yeah, uh, we're shooting still 6.5 Creed War, and mm -hmm. uh, you know, we, we start off 308s. Yeah, yeah the Ashbury nice guns, right, right. And, and then um, give us a little background on like some of your training. What do you guys do? Do you have a, a regimented schedule, or is it just sort of when the opportunity arises? Is there stuff that you, that you focus on that you find? It, it's more important to practice. Like, hey, I, we, we found really looking at this helps us in these competitions versus wasting our time with that, with something like that that you guys have noticed. Uh, dope, mostly. It's, yeah, just yeah, getting just your dope right. Doing that before you even go out, or you're just wasting ammo. So yeah, being able yeah. To sit down to like Is there anything positional-wise that you kind of see, or what do you think? Uh, what do you mean positional-wise? Like, do you practice like a lot more barricade stuff, or is it a lot of more prone? Where Where does your focus go when you're out there, and and like, what direction does your dad put you on a training side? Uh, we try and do everything since it's. When you go to a competition, it's, it's everything, a little bit, all of it. All of it. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, last time I went shooting out, I shot out to a mile in the standing. Nice, a mile in the standing. Holy shit! I <laughs> well, didn't it was even tripod. So. Yeah, oh, tripod. Yes, because the tripod's a big part of these matches yeah. and everything. So you start to learn the intricacies of all that stuff. Do you uh, do you find like now the tripods are a lot easier actually to shoot off of and do some stuff? Uh, yeah, it depends on your tripod. Yeah, well, for sure. Yeah. yeah. What, what kind of tripod are you guys running? Uh, we got, it's, it's a Vortex optic tripod and we got a special uh, system that I'll hook onto the, uh, those new... Oh, you got a dovetail, really yeah. right stuff dovetail. Yep, yeah. yep. And, and what, are you, what are you working on? Uh, we're using one of those spying scope mounts, I think it's a Vanguard. Okay. I built a hog saddle sort of thing for it, so it, it works right. pretty So good. you guys are DIY are DIYing it? Oh yeah. Yeah, so you're not doing expensive equipment. I mean, that's the thing, when you're getting kids in and stuff like that, you don't have to spend a lot of money. You know what I mean? Work them out with the 22s. Here, 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 here's a trick for people out there listening. Don't over-recoil the guys when they're younger. Even guys or girls, doesn't even matter. But start them out with lighter recoiling and then move them up that way so, so they don't sort of get that flinch factor going on. You know what I mean? Because you, exactly. guys want to throw, you know, back in the day when I was growing up, the adults always wanted to throw you behind the, behind the magnums. You know, ha, 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 it's a big joke. Let's see the kids flinch and ah, get beat up by the magnums. But if you kind of go the other direction, it, it's that much easier. Uh, where are some of the matches you've shot? I know you guys do a local thing, right? Yeah, a lot of local matches. We do Parma sometimes. Parma? Yeah. yeah. We used to do Vale, Oregon. They got a good long-range match there, but I haven't been there in about a year. So. Yep, yep. And then, uh, have you shot any other? I know you like I said, other than Colville and stuff. Have you shot any of those other matches at all, or no? Uh, we did the Rattlesnake. Um, where is that? Kennewick, Washington. Oh, Kettle, yeah, Kettle Falls. Yeah, yeah. Kettle Falls. Kettle Falls. Yeah. Kettle Falls. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you did the Rattlesnake at Kettle Falls, um, and that's all part of Carl, Clint Smith, mm -hmm. and those guys all put that stuff on. And then there's the uh, match where we got those silver pieces. The silver pieces. Yeah, uh, the Karstetter. Karstetter. Which awesome and match. which would, we're going to, this year, we're copying the Sniper's Hide match, is going to be like the Karstetter. Oh, awesome. We're doing the exact same thing as the Karstetter for these following years, so it's not just a team match. So you could bring oh, individuals, 
you can bring the different people. I, I wasn't, I, I didn't quite understand the concept at first. And then the more people you talk to and the more they love the car stuff. And so we're going to be going in that direction. So, Tristan, man, you're quiet. Give, yeah. us, give us some stuff, man. Well, get, 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 what are your thoughts if you had to tell somebody on the opposite side of the country who's the same age as you who wants to get into this? What would be your advice to somebody like that? Uh, keep it simple. Keep it simple. Great. That's great advice. Uh, don't overthink it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Because when you're going to those matches for your first time, it's a little overwhelming and you'll realize your training is way different from the actual thing. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's match pressure. Yeah. They're, they're now, because as a match director, I'm making the rules, you're not. When you yeah. practice by yourself, you never set yourself up to fail, but you should. But once you kind of come into my world, I'm trying to trip you up a little bit, and so that becomes that whole, that whole dynamic there. So that's actually outstanding advice. What do you think, Ben? Uh, yeah, exactly what he said. You know, start slow, don't overthink things. Uh, you know, your first matches are going to be rough, and just kind of got to accept that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, and I tell people a lot, and maybe you guys will agree with this. Take your first couple matches and consider it training, not competition. Yeah. And kind yeah. of get your head out of it a little bit and then do that kind of stuff there. And I think it, it really works out for people. If they, if they understand the dynamic going into it, then it becomes a lot less mental pressure. And just to say, hey, man, I'm going to practice, I'm going to train, I'm going to learn the ropes in the first few, and I could become a competitor. And, and that's kind of where you are now, Ben. You know, you, you, like you said, you stumble through the first one or two, and, and you know, now you're kind of like a seasoned veteran, if you consider it, for, for the years that you've been doing this. So, how many years you've been doing it? Uh, two years. Two years now? But uh, I haven't been extremely into it, but this year I plan on actually. Yeah. And I mean, and you got the background with the Recon Sniper Foundation, which yep. has a shooting team and has a you know, great support system, and those guys come around the country and do all that. So he's by some seasoned guys with, with some good background. And then like Ben with your club system, and I mean, just the first year you guys came out, your parents are all there walking alongside you, they're all supporting you. A little motorcycles, Harleys are here. We're at the Leatherneck Club, it's Harley Club. And uh, you know, it, it, it's to see, and I mean, your moms and your dads, they're walking the stage with you. They're going to every friggin' stage and just kind of giving you that support. And I think that's a big thing, to have that positive support from your parents and, and, and to not push. Because I've never seen any of the parents be like, uh, what is it, like baseball parents or whatever. They you know they talk about the uh, you know dads getting all bent at the baseball game. Son, catch the ball, hit the ball. But I've never seen your parents do that. And, and I know your dad's been super supportive and, and kind of... Um, helps guide that ship that's going on and, and sort of acts like the platoon sergeant for everybody, you know? Yeah, yeah they're the real sponsors, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your parents are the real sponsors, right? That's, you know what? That's a great point. I don't think, I think people don't realize that, <laughs> that the parents are the sponsors, you know? It's like cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's, it's, it's about going out, having fun, learning the correct stuff, and, and just, you know, just moving along in a, in a nice progression. So we'll wrap it up because we're going to go in there and party and have some, not that I can't drink, but um, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I just got in trouble. <laughs> really? I'm not going to mention it. Mark wants to tell it. 
But give us some closing thoughts, and I'm going to cut this in with the other guys. We're going to talk to some of the other Recon Sniper team members. Like I said, they're working the door right now, so we'll, we'll mix this all in. But go. Oh, you're good. No, you're good, man. He's opening the back door. Just in case. Just in case. <laughs> um, so go ahead and, and, and give us, like, a Tristan, your final thought or, or something that, that you know, like I said, we'll talk to one of the either parents or kids out there who might be listening. Uh, yeah, same thing as before. Don't overthink. Don't overthink it. Go in a logical order. Work the twenty-two. Do you practice at all still with like twenty-twos and do? That? I do all the time. All the time. There you go. Because I enjoy the twenty-two because there's zero recoil. Yeah. Yep. And Ben, what do you got? Yeah, same thing. Uh, yeah, don't be afraid to ask questions. You know, you'll miss out on more than you think if you just don't ask. Right, right. And yeah, practicing with 22 is out there. It's a cheap, fun way to do it. Yeah, yeah <laughs> cheap, fun way to do it. Go out there and plink. Um, I don't know if, how your houses are. Can you shoot at your house? Uh, airsoft in the backyard. That's not it. Nice, nice. Cool, man. Hey, thanks for being on the Everyday Sniper Podcast. And, you know, we look forward to seeing at the Colville match in June. And like I said, just keep on rocking it and stay positive. Thank you. Yep. Thank Thanks, you. man.